Will you pray with me? Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and may the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. So we know how John the Baptist did it out there in the wilderness of Judea, how John was out there, way out there in more ways than one, people talking about him, about this guy dressed in animal skins, consisting on a diet of honey and bugs, locusts to be precise, which by the way, etymologically speaking, are practically cockroaches. Anyway, there's John out there, a phenom, an event unto himself. John is riveting, head-turning. You never know what he's going to say next. So all sorts of people tramp out into the wilderness to take it in. They pack lunches and skins of water, and they trek out there into the wilderness. And what do they get for it? John, knee-deep in the Jordan, points at them and says, You brood of vipers! Amo, don't do that. <laughs> don't get me wrong, John was doing what he needed to do. In the Christian worldview, he is the bridge between the first covenant and the new covenant. John was all Hebrew prophet, raw, grim, fiery, and fierce. He made his point, he did his thing, he prepared the way for his cousin Jesus. And brandishing his menacing, sharp-edged axe, John made you look down at your own legs for fear you were the fruitless tree he was about to amputate. He made you believe you were the chaff about to be tossed into the blazing crematorium. John was all judgment and brimstone. Honestly, John was terrifying. Amo, don't do that. We are more than 2,000 years on from John, and things are changed. For better or worse, the church today is more institution than it is movement. It is filled with good-hearted people who do try earnestly, earnestly to give witness to Jesus. Jesus who came with more forgiveness than judgment, with parables, not axes, with beatitudes, not browbeatings. Jesus, who was more, come away with me to a quiet place than you brood of vipers. John was a disruptor, and God bless him for it. And Amo, while you might have some disrupting to do, God knows all of us need a measure of disrupting, you are being ordained to the offices of pastor and teacher. You are to be the one who offers God's grace, pouring it out in silvery, liquescent waters of baptism. The one who sets the table, prepares the meals, offers the nourishment of hearty bread and sweet cup. In remembrance of Jesus, not John. In remembrance of Jesus who comforts the dying with the story of God's transcendent love. Jesus, who tells the folks at the very bottom of the heap that one day, one day, someday, God will turn things right side up and the bottom dwellers will be elevated and the elevated ones demoted. Now, John did his job, he did it well, and we will always remember him for it. His preaching, his fierceness, his searing, unedited truthfulness. But honestly, nobody wanted John at their bedsides when they weren't feeling well. 
or anointing their beloved dead. You wouldn't trust John with writing the eulogy for your mother. He wasn't the sort that made you want to confess your sins to him. And it's hard to imagine John sitting in church next to you singing Amazing Grace. So Amo, don't be like John. If John and his disciples promoted a starvation diet, Jesus was forever organizing picnics, cooking breakfast at the beach, and savoring sensual delights. The tastes and aromas, the companionship and the fellowship of breaking bread together, of building community together, of making the lost found. Amo, do it like that. Shortly, we will turn to the rite of ordination. And what we are ordaining, ordaining you to is a ministry of pastoring and teaching, of officiating the sacraments, of shepherding a church. In the United Church of Christ, the rite of ordination doesn't begin with fire and brimstone. It's nowhere there, but rather it begins with these words, grace to you and peace from God. Grace to you and peace from God. And Amo, you will soon vow to maintain both the truth of the gospel and the peace of the church. And frankly, that's a bit of a high-wire act, maintaining both peace and truth. It's a high-wire act requiring some finesse, discretion, diplomacy, patience, and tact. The very qualities in which John the baptizer, dear John, was so sorely lacking. To do this well, you need only sojourn in the presence of God, hang out with God, loiter with God, spend time in prayer, and in your praying, hold the saints of all souls Bethlehem on your heart. The fiery prophets among them and their meek lambs, the busy Marthas and the contemplative Marys, the lame and the whole, the ones with soaring vision and the down-to-earth pragmatists. And not least, Amo. By your vows, you will bind yourself to a large, ancient, sacred book. We don't have bishops. We don't have a pope. We don't have a creed. What we have is a book, a book to take seriously, to be wrestled with, all of it. Its stories and its genealogies, its parables and its miracles, its prophecies and its myths, its wise Deborahs and enterprising Lydias, its old Noahs and ruddy Davids, its lamentations, and its sharp songs. While John called his congregation venomous snakes, you will vow to exercise pastoral care and leadership, to maintain confidences shared with you, to regard all the members of all souls with equal love and concern. Now, I know pastors who fashion themselves more John than Jesus, who do more shouting and accusing than loving, more breaking down, than building up. Amo, don't do that. Loving, by the way, is harder than accusing. Building up is harder, more time-consuming and tactical than breaking down. This loving, this building up, will require your finest gift of self to the congregation, to the idea of community, a determined commitment to the precious entity called church, the body of Christ. So, Amo, for the sake of the church, for the sake of the beloved community, return often to your ordination vows. Study and internalize them. Remember the high purpose of this day, the transmission of pastoral authority to you, an ordained minister in the United Church of Christ, 
We do this today for nothing less than the building up of God's beloved community, the Church. Amo. To this high and holy undertaking, may God bless you and equip you. And let the whole Church say, Amen.